I see change happening. People just don't believe the church. The Catholic Church is not a monolithic block. New rules this year on how to handle sexual abuse in the Catholic Church have failed to satisfy victims groups which still insist that the innocent are at risk from predatory clergy. My guest this week here in Rome is the Jesuit priest, Father Hans Zollner, who is a leading expert on sexual abuse among the clergy. Is the Vatican serious about real change or will it continue to provide opportunity and cover to priests who commit these terrible crimes? Father Hans Solner, welcome to Conflict Zone. Thank you. Years after thousands of sex abuse cases committed by Catholic priests have come to light around the world, the Church is still failing to cooperate with successive inquiries, failing to come clean about everything it knows, still failing to change. Why is that? I think uh, there are factors that uh, make it difficult to change, but the overall I see change happening. Over the last years we have had a number of cooperations with uh, civil authorities in the US. Bishops have uh, handed over on their own without any request from state authorities documents. The Holy See has cooperated on diplomatic ways with governments. Well, let me give you an example of, of what I'm talking about. Last month an investigation by the Associated Press slammed the Catholic review boards in America, these mandatory bodies that were set up to probe evidence of abuse. They found a whole catalogue of dishonesty and cover-ups. Across the country they said bishops had masked these boards in secrecy, often hiding who serves on them. In dozens of cases, secular courts or government investigators later decided abuse was credible after the boards said it wasn't. Yeah, these people have been chosen from among professionals. They are lay people, mostly on those boards. It's the bishops who chose them. Yeah, but they have volunteered to go on that board. So it is also their responsibility what they do. We have had enormous number well, some, of In some cases, the board members were lied to or weren't even told the truth. Yeah, this, this is up to the, the bishop's responsibility. And then they have to take uh, whatever they need to do as responsibility. They are responsible for that. Yeah, but they're not. I mean, they're not they're taking responsibility. AP says that the review boards appointed by the bishops operating in secrecy have routinely undermined sex abuse claims from victims, shielded ab accused priests and helped the church avoid payments. All, all this has to be uncovered and that's why we need those news. And but it just goes on and on. But you said you know, things were positive. This isn't positive at all, is no, it? No, absolutely. And I said in my first uh, response to you that there are things that are difficult to change, but there are other elements that are changing. This investigation though points to the fact that there are significant numbers of senior clergy in your church who are basically rotten. Church, despite everything, still provides a home for deceivers criminal priests or abusers. Don't you ever ask why they, they managed to find a home in the Catholic Church for these people? No, I mean, they, they have not found a home. They, they, well, they have. They, they have chosen that and they have behaved as they have. So they have to be taken to accountability. And, and you have given them opportunity and cover over the years. Yeah, because because we have, we have uh, now established a, a system of accountability with the meeting of the presidents of the bishops' conferences that we organized in February, for the first time we have uh, made a first step forward in uh, something like a delegation of accountability from Rome to the local levels. 
that was one of the problems because the Catholic Church is not a monolithic block. It exists in 7,000 dioceses and the Pope is the only one according to canon law who can uh, really sanction a, priest, a bishop. So it is now, now it is possible since 1st of June with a new law that has been established that um, uh, the local metropolitan, the archbishop, can and needs to oversee what the bishops in his district do or don't. And he has to report if there is a failure, negligence or cover-up. Okay, well, let's talk about accountability in more detail a bit later. But in January this year, the Pope criticized bishops in the U.S. for covering up sexual abuse and indulging in gossip and slander to avoid responsibility. It was painful, he said, to watch an episcopate lacking in unity and concentrate more on pointing fingers than on seeking paths of reconciliation. If it was so painful to him, why not use the remedy that was staring him in the face and remains in his hands today? Sack the bishops, sack as many as you have to in order to restore some public trust in the church. Yeah, but... but but he doesn't, he doesn't do that. You say yes, but he doesn't do that. He did it yesterday. What, one? Yeah, and, and over the last years he did a couple more, and, uh, and uh, a number of them, I know... A couple of more? How many bishops have you got in this church? Yeah, when you receive a report on that, he has sacked them, and uh, he has uh, taken the, the initiative to do that. I mean, this, this Peter is... Peter Isley, who heads the group Ending Clergy Abuse, says the only way to solve this is at the top. He, the Pope, can do it with the stroke of a pen. Yeah, and he does it every now and then. When, when there is a report, when there is credible allegation, when there is an investigation that proves the allegations, then he has done it. Last December, the Wall Street Journal reported that a little-known Vatican appeals panel had been going soft on priests convicted of sexual abuse under church law. In more than a third of the cases, it said, those priests had their penalties sharply reduced. So much for the kind of zero tolerance that this Pope has been advertising around the world. Yeah, really? but, but uh, I mean, this is an appeal court. In every law system, you have a, a first instance and then you have an appeal. So that did not exist until it was established five years ago. It wasn't pleasing senior cardinals what happened. In June 2017, at a Vatican meeting, Cardinal Sean O'Malley of Boston reportedly complained bitterly about excessive leniency. This has been another trend under this Pope, hasn't it? It's excessive leniency. Tough line in politics, zero tolerance, and behind the scenes, go soft on them. No, I mean, this is not uh, the full truth. He has uh, dismissed uh, many priests. He has dismissed a number of bishops. Uh, and uh, he has established the Pontifical Commission for the Protection of Minors. He has been, uh, he has been very strong on the establishment of new laws, uh, and all this has happened over the last six years. So, but peace, uh, but but prelates and priests who've uh, abused are still in the church. Of course, they are because and they, and they remain in the church. And how much confidence, therefore, can the public have in all these measures that you're citing? Very little, it would seem. Yeah, it, it, that is understandable. Uh, of course, uh, I myself uh, are working for a change in this, and we are uh, hopeful that uh, with new measures, with new laws, and with an education that transforms culture, things will change. But this is not in, a, in, a, in an institution that has 1.3 billion members and has, as I said, uh, thousands of dioceses, thousands of bishops uh, and uh, provincials and generals, uh, tens of thousands of uh, congregations. This is not an easy task to do.
Nobody said it was easy. In, in June last year, though, you gave the comforting assurance that the Pope was getting to the bottom of the issue, you said. He's not choosing one, two or three black sheep, but rather looking at the root of the problem. He's asking what caused these abuses, how was their existence denied, how abuser priests were transferred. The main thing, you said, is looking at the system in its entirety. This was last year you said that. Frankly, you've had decades to look at these issues, and your comments really sounded like an attempt to kick this into a sort of academic playground instead of dealing with the specifics. You know the answers to these questions. The UN Committee on the Rights of the Child told you the, what the answers were, many of the answers, four years ago, but you didn't take any notice of them. Oh, absolutely. I spoke today with one of the members of this commission, of the UN Rights Child, Child Rights Co Committee. Oh, plenty of speaking, but you and just don't do the things no, no, they ask. And he, he told me that, that they are very confident about the collaboration with the Secretary of State at the, at the moment, and they are complying with what the committee wanted them to do. Immediately removing all known and suspected child sexual abusers from service. That was the recommendation in 2014, but it isn't. Yeah, it is. When Otherwise, there, is there would be far fewer of them who are known to many people and known to many bishops still in the church. Now, how, how do you how, know that? How, how mean, hard is that to keep you know, these You know out? that when there is an allegation, when there's an investigation, and then there's a judgment. And this is what, what all the laws are about. And this is, this is happening at the moment. Another recommendation ignored. Repealing all provisions which may impose an obligation of silence on the victims and on all those that have become aware of such crimes. Why hasn't that been repealed? It, it is repealed, as you see. What do you mean? Yeah. I mean, the, you, you, you cannot... Are telling you cannot, me that all the bishops are coming clean about this? I, They're not, are they? They are coming along. I have been, over the last three months, I've been to five bishops' conferences. And I can tell you that all of them are very, very clear on all this. What they need is education and formation, because many of those are from countries where you have no resources, where you have little knowledge about how to deal with this, despite all what we can say about uh, human formation, about spiritual formation. They have not dealt, because in those societies, I talk about African and Latin American countries as well as about Asian countries, this is not a topic that people talk about publicly. You don't speak about sexual misbehavior in the society of, let's say, Myanmar or uh, easily uh, South Africa. You don't do that. Father so the, the church is part of those societies. And this is a process, as we have seen in the US, in Ireland, in UK, in Germany, that goes step by step together with uh, so the society at large. And it's taken years and years and years to get even to the, the stage we're at now. People who abuse children are sick and depraved, aren't they? And their actions are covered up by churchmen who lie, either to hold on to their jobs or in the mistaken belief that they're protecting the church. What's so hard to understand about that? No, there's nothing hard to understand, and they are dismissed from the priesthood. Peter, Peter Isley, an abuse victim who heads the group Ending Clergy Abuse, complained in February about you and your colleagues. He said, they're saying there are all these bishops who don't understand sexual abuse. How do you get to be a bishop if you have to be given an education about the rape of a child? Good question, isn't it? Absolutely. I met, yeah, so I met Peter. I met Peter just on the eve of the meeting of the presidents of the bishops' conference. With we which he wasn't one, very impressed. We were we were in one room with twenty survivors of abuse from different parts of the world, and uh, there is no education about uh, uh, necessary for what is rape or what is sexual violence. What is education necessary for is how you approach a victim, how you uh, accommodate them, how you 
help and support them and what you do with the perpetrator. This is just sort of intellectual playing with the issue, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it is, really a, is. Okay, you can take it like that. It is a psychiatric and psychological measure that you have to take. Not all of them are pedophiles. We, we, we see how, how great your commitment is to, to taking uh, abusive priests out of the system with the case of um, Cardinal George Pell of Australia, don't we? I mean, this is a man who's a convicted sex offender serving prison time. Has he been dismissed from his lofty role as cardinal? No, he hasn't. Of course he hasn't. Uh, first of all, he, he has been convicted in two instances, and just two weeks ago... Doesn't we matter whether there's one that or two. He has, no, it's rape. There is, there it's is, rape. Yeah, but there, he has not a final conviction, and that is what the Holy See has always said. We will wait until the, the final conviction will be set, and then there will be consequences, surely. As the, has been in other cases, the like UN with, with out in McCarrick has been the same thing. Father Zona, the UN pointed out in 2014 that your church was quite happy to defrock or demote nuns and priests for far less serious offences like violating the obligation of silence. But now we see when it comes to a cardinal, a convicted sex offender, it's just fine for him to hang on to his position, isn't it? What's the message that that sends? The higher up the church you get, the more protection you get, and the more we're going to ignore these very serious, perhaps some of the most serious crimes you there see are. See what happens if there is a conviction that is credible and confirmed in the case of the former Cardinal McCarrick. He has been defrocked, he has been taken out of the College of Cardinals, and because of the public outcry, no, that's what did it, didn't it? Be, no, because no, be, it. no, it started with an investigation by a church board in New York that stated that the allegations that came forward in 2018 for the first time that he had abused not only seminarians who were adults but for the first time minors were credible. And then that was forwarded to the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith that conducted the trial. The trial found those allegations credible and he was defrocked immediately. You have a convicted sex offender in jail and still a cardinal. Is this really the image of the Catholic Church that you want to portray in 2019? No, as I said at the beginning, I'm not happy at all about the situation and I hope that we will have clarity once the appeal court or the high court will ultimately defined what will be the penalty or if there is any. You've got enough clarity to defrock him. If, if he, uh, by a miracle, wins his appeal, you can reinstate him, can't you? I mean, Tim Lennon, president of the Survivors Network of those abused by priests, I'm sure you know him as well, says Pell should have been immediately defrocked. It makes me speechless, he said, that they've kept him as a cardinal. That means he's the prince of the church, the third highest ranking member. So now we're faced with a situation where survivors have to rely on civil courts to achieve justice because we have not seen that within the church. Yeah, but there is a, if there is a conviction, he will certainly be defrocked. This is my conviction. You've, you've condemned you, you very strongly sexual abuse in, in the Catholic Church, but you, some of your comments appear to water down your condemnation by pointing out that this kind of abuse is rife in many other parts of society. You said in one interview, I follow the situation in the US and of late you have accusations against all kinds of religious leaders from different religious denominations, the Boy Scouts, in sports, teachers, university professors, medical doctors, psychologists, police, military and so on. Why point all that out? Do you really think that sexual abuse in the church sounds less disgraceful if other people are doing it as well? No, what I said was that this is also a problem for the whole of the society and uh, the church has to do, as you can see in 
hundreds of interviews that I've given in all the texts that I've written about that my first interest is that we do as the Catholic Church what is our responsibility and that we take our uh, own field and that we clean it up. You are interested not I just with the physical that. protection of those in your care, but the protection of their soul. Absolutely, and this is what I have pointed out. And this is a double betrayal in... by priests. Absolutely, and this is what I repeat over and over again when I go to, to all those conferences. This is one of the, my major points, and you, you will... Uh, and there's list... no progress on this at all. Oh, yeah, I, I see a progress in this, at least with the people that we train in the Center for Child Protection of this university. One cardinal admitted publicly in February at your meeting at the Vatican Conference on Protecting Minors that some church files on abuse cases have been systematically destroyed. Systematically, important word, isn't it? Because they mean they knew exactly what they were doing when they were getting rid of damaging information. And they probably still are destroying these documents, aren't they? They have done that. I wonder how you know that they are doing it. Uh, absolutely, this is wrong when it happens, and this has to be persecuted, sure. In February, there were high hopes for that conference on protecting minors, especially since it had taken decades for the Vatican to give this kind of public importance to the issue. But on, on the eve of the meeting, Pope Francis attacked those he called accusers those who spend their lives accusing, accusing, accusing. He said, are, these are the friends, cousins, and relatives of the devil. Really? People accusing, accusing priests of doing, of committing these cardinal sins? No, absolutely. I mean, if, if there is a crime... He didn't even turn up himself to the summit, did he? Of course he was there all, all three days and a half. He was really? There. Of sure. He, he sat through all the sessions. And, and, and why, was he, why was he blaming accusers then? I, I don't know what he referred to. I can't believe that it was accused of, of uh, abuse that has happened. The conference highlighted one glaring omission that, that you as an organizer seem to have overlooked. Eight victims of sexual abuse were invited to give testimony, but there was no attempt to find out if the priests who committed crimes against them were still in the church. Why didn't you ask for specifically for that information? No, that, that's not true. This information is not true. Uh, we have inquired. Uh, you have to reckon that a good number of those eight did not want to be publicly known. That was also the reason why we couldn't give the names, because they themselves said they wanted to, to remain anonymous. And that's why they, I also had to go through uh, third persons to come in contact with them, because they did not want to show their face and they didn't want to know people to know anything about what was going on. But Marie Collins, former member of the Pontifical Commission for the Protection of Myers, said the fact that the Vatican didn't know if these priests in question were still active in the church undermined the credibility of the whole event. And even Archbishop Charles Skilkluna, former top prosecutor for sex abuse at the Vatican, said he would try to find out because that's a very important point. You haven't found out since, have you? I, I have found out. We, we know about them. Who, and, and, who are they, told and are they in the church those, or not? Those who told, they did not give me the permission to talk ah. about this. You said in March after the conference that bishops who attended had, had taken some initiatives and that some had revised their guidelines for cooperating with civil authorities. Fact is, there's still no absolute requirement for the church to inform the police of any suspected abuse, is there? Yes, there is. There is? Really? The Congregation for the uh, Doctrine of the Faith in May 2011 stated that wherever in any state or country 
there is an obligation to report, then that law has to be followed through. You told the tablet in January 2017 the church cooperates with laws and legal proceedings where it can. So it may cooperate or it may not. No, no, no. Where the obligation is, then we have to follow through. But you have to reckon that in 197 countries in this world, the law on reporting is very different. And sometimes in countries, you have states that have different uh, reporting laws. Nobody understands in the Anglophone world that in Germany, the parliament in 2010 decided against a mandatory reporting law on the grounds of voices of victims and the experience of psychiatrists and psychologists. Well, the Global Victims Group says you're still hiding behind that argument that mandatory reporting to police is a problem in some countries. It said, just establish the law for reporting and justify the exception. Instead, you're using the exception as a pretext for not reporting sexual abuse if, to civil If you authorities. listen to what I said just now, that I did not talk about countries like Iran or Iraq where you would be uh, killed because of... Uh, Those are the exceptions. Measures. These are the exceptions. I was talking about countries like Germany, like Italy, where you don't have a mandatory reporting law and on grounds that have been established by professional groups and even, as in the case of Germany, by uh, the uh, input uh, of victims. And by 1st of June 2019, we have a law that obliges all clergy and all religions to report abuse to church authorities in the whole world. Father Tsonga, you're system of church justice inspires very little public confidence, doesn't it? Because your justice is behind closed doors and therefore no one knows if it's been done or not, do they? Not surprising, therefore, that so many people think you're incapable of being transparent and the Catholic Church is incapable of policing itself. Do you, do you go along with that? I, I believe that we need much more input from professionals and we need also oversight from outside. And this is what is happening now, for example, in the English uh, inquiry uh, and the response of the Catholic Church to that. They have called for an independent inquiry uh, and they have voluntarily uh, opened all uh, the files for that kind of verification. But the Church refuses to submit its processes to public scrutiny. What we do know from documents back to 2001 is that only priests can officiate at these hearings and cases of this kind are subject to what was called the pontifical secret. Yeah, and exactly this is first, the first assumption that you said is wrong. You have women who, are, who can preside who over such trials, lay women. And the second one is changing as we talk. You have uh, quoted Archbishop Chikluna. He has He's a, a very important figure in this field and he has called for the ending of the pontifical secret uh, being applied to this, this kind of cases. It may not happen. It, it may not it, happen. It should have happened I, a long I, time ago. Yes, I'm, I'm pretty sure that after the February conference it, it is going to happen very it, soon from now. Well, we're now in December, so we're a long way from yes. the February conference. Uh, well, but, but we it's have still had possible. a law within five months after the... Uh, we have a worldwide law uh, uh, that was uh, promulgated and applied to the whole church in five months after uh, the uh, ending, no, four months only, after the ending of this conference. So uh, I think there has been a, a clear sign that this is, th there is some determination to move on. And the problems with canon law, which the UN asked you to revise, law 1395 in particular, which says about forced sexual abuse by a priest with a minor, he is to be punished with just penalties, not excluding dismissal. And that's it. Could be dismissed, but might even not be. You know, this, the, is your, the normal, this is your canon law. No, no. The normal, the normal penalty that is applied in those cases is the dismissal from the clerical state. Yeah, but it's not mandatory. It's not mandatory it's not because mandatory. the cases are very, very diverse. And this is the grey area that your abusive 
criminal priests are allowed to hide in, isn't it? Yeah, it's this, not, is the, this is the gap that they hide in. Yeah, no, it's not. The, I mean, it's up to the judges to to take evidence and then to uh, to judge as according to the facts that they have established. This is why priests are allowed to get away with these crimes year after year. Oh, after year. as I said, uh, thousands have been defrocked because of that. August last year, the Attorney General for the U.S. State of Illinois launched an inquiry into every Catholic diocese in the state looking for unreported cases of clergy misconduct. Why? Because she didn't believe the Church's assurances that since 2002 all cases had been reported to the civil authorities. People just don't believe the Church. Yeah, I, I can understand that, sure. Why do you stay on then? If you, you're, you're selling faith and you can't even get people to believe your word. Yeah, I mean, why I go on like this? No, I mean, I I see that there are many bishops who comply with all those obligations that they have, and many who don't. Yeah, sure. And this is the mixed reality we live in this church, which is not a, a, a community of saints only. There are also sinners in it and criminals. So this is the fact that you have to face reality. This is the reality of the church I work for, and I am in, and I have grown up uh, in this, and I have received so much, and. You, you may below, believe this or not, but yesterday I had an exchange with a lady uh, who follows me on Twitter and there was an attack from somebody from another country, uh, uh, sort of um, taking uh, uh, me as, as an example of those hypocrites and so forth, they talk uh, a lot. This lady is a survivor of abuse, as she states on her Twitter account herself. And she, she told me in, personally, please keep up the work, go on. Keep up what you do. Brother Hans Solmer, thanks very much for being on the conflict. Okay, thank you.